Oh, hey, I'm Melissa Reynolds. And I'm Todd Reynolds coming on in for episode number 21 of We've Been Reynolds with a special guest, Chachi Reynolds, little muchacho. Uh, Here he is. I'm about to say hi. Hello. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And they're both sharing the same mic. Of course. Cheeks are touching. And who just had a pepperette? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very good pepperette, though. Glad to hear it. Glad to smell it. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is our shout out. And our shout out is to Ashley Doherty. And Ashley is a super fan of our of our Instagram page. So I assume that she probably listens to the podcast as well, because I know that she's a fan of our Insta page, The Reynolds Family Six. She is amazing. I just had the pleasure of meeting her, and yeah, she's just really great, and we're really happy that you love our content, which is really just our life in our stories. There we go. I'm quite the creator. You are quite the creator. Ashley Mm -hmm. actually said specifically she thought you were a great creator. Oh, really? No, not really. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perfect. Anyhow, Ashley, uh, hi. Thanks for watching, Ashley, and we appreciate you. So thank you. Are they watching? Is she watching? I guess she's watching. She's watching the stories. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm admitting it. Thank you. First time. Please do so more often. Right now. Did you get a hold of your dad today? Tried to call him a couple times. I don't know if it was a pocket dial or not. Anyhow. Okay, because he called me as well. We're talking about this. I know. I'm just because Todd decided to- No, we have already talked about this today and we've talked about the subject previous. We don't need to bring it up. On the podcast? Yes. Yeah. So just just to recap what's going on, Todd decided to um, press a button on our phones and now we share the same- (laughs) We share the actual same phone number now for some reason. So when he gets a phone call, I get a phone call and vice versa. No, you don't get the phone call. It goes in your call recent history. You don't get the call. Oh, I don't care if that's the case, but I feel like I get the that's call. That's the case. You didn't get the call. How do you know? Because I, I but then I look. Do you want to know how I know? Because I see all the calls that you get, and they're not for me. When I and get my phone doesn't. When work. I look in my history, I'm like, oh, Harry Reynolds called. So then I called him back, but he didn't actually call me. <laughs> so I said, hey, Harry, it's Melissa Reynolds. And then I was like, sorry, I don't know why I just said my last name. And I just said, um, I saw that you called me. In reality, Todd tells me he didn't call me. So this is just the saga of Todd pressing the wrong button on the phone once again. No, like on my phone, the one eight four four number that calls you for your supply, all in red. Look at this. Yeah, Look it's at not you. my fault. I didn't press the button. So I get all of your I, I, I didn't wah, press wah. I didn't press the button. So sad. You make me nuts. <laughs> but this button pressing in terms of the storage, if you go into family, they have one point two terabytes. So tell them to take off all their dumb TikTok drafts and pictures to get them off your data. Thank you. Enough said. Carry on. Spencer, you're here for what purpose? (laughs) I'm here to talk about dance. Yes. So Spencer's here. He's going to chat about... Pardon me? D-A-N-C-E. D-A-N-C-E. Oh my goodness. You too. Do you never just think about how words are spelled sometimes? Never. Actually, never. I do it all the time. I never do. And I also sometimes think about how it would look like it's written out and punctuated properly. Yes. It's true. I do. Never. Like, yes, comma, it's true, comma, I do, period. You never think of that? You I picture that in your head? In head. Oh, Sarah does too. Never. I would never. never As if I have time to I'm think. Because I'm a deep thinker. I would never I'm have time. I'm a deep thinker too, but I'm not thinking where the punctuation goes in my... It's because point. I like to think of accuracy and I'm very specific. Yeah, like you, you and very, your mom. How did you ever text. marry me? How did you ever marry someone who's not specific? True love. How cliche. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just kidding. <laughs> 
Did you know when you married me there would be nothing specific about me? No, no. You were very type A. I was? You were, yes, of course. And that, that has gone away? To a certain extent, yeah. You're just different type A now, like for other things. I'm not as serious? Well, I mean, you're serious, but I don't know. Just, we get older, we change, we evolve, you know? Like, Are you I glad? Used, I used to not be as cool as I am now. Yeah, you actually have turned into somebody who's way more type A than you were. Yeah. Annoyingly. Well, the, I'm the product of my of my environment. Look at this. Here we go. Because you were type A, now it's me. Yeah, it's great. That's right. Perfect. Let the fun begin. All right, yes. so Spence is on here because he has been thinking a lot about this subject. He let me know a few weeks ago on the phone. And he's going to talk a little bit about um, guys in dance. So what do you want to talk about first? How people can be perceived when they're dancers, how people can be treated. Yes. So who, who was your first mentor in dance? It was me, Daddy Dance. His first dance. Daddy his first. His first. Dad, yes. His first. Da- Daddy's dancing. Yeah, you said Daddy dance. That. That's what it's called. Daddy. No, dance. it's called Dad's dance. It is not called Daddy dance. And when you said the word Daddy dance, you gave me a side eye. I'm like, what are you doing? It's no. No, it's his, never been called a Daddy dance. It's been the called first, the first time he was on stage was part of the Daddy dance. It was, it was never not all the dad. Okay, dance. the dad's. What does it matter? It's the same thing. <laughs> but daddy is a weird word to say. When you were a little kid, what did you call me? Dad. No. E. You daddy. all called daddy. him daddy. Exactly. Daddy. So, daddy. You specifically, Spencer, called him daddy. daddy. Yeah, because I had a speech impediment. Okay, this okay. matter. You were what? Six? Seven? Yeah, it was around Yeah, that and your first time. Was watching a whole bunch of dads dance. He came on stage with us. True, and that's when we kind of saw that he had some rhythm. We were like, "Oh, some rhythm, some rhythm in my head." Actually, you know what dance you did? The very, very first dance. Do you remember? Yeah, it was one with uh, Cameron Weiser. No, 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 no. no. What? What, yeah, what did you start dancing here? Oh, come on to my house. Yes, Rosemary Clooney, come on to my house. Yeah. And you were, oh my goodness, we need to put on a new show with Come On to My House. And you danced that, and we were like, oh. He can really dance. Like that was dancing man. That was really good. He needs to be part of the daddy dance. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Todd's like so confused. You are bugging me. <laughs> You're bugging me. Let us do what we need to do. Talk about dance and not the Daddy's daddy dance. Perhaps <laughs> the fact that you saw a bunch of men dancing on stage That's it true. may have formed an opinion for you. Yes, and you were little. Yes, and I nobody don't. told you it was bad. Yeah. I don't really recall dancing, but I do recall doing it. Yeah. Didn't we get a picture and you were like holding me in one hand and I was like standing straight up? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, I remember that. I used to be a tank. Yeah, not anymore. Now I'm just a rumble old sack of bones. Up. My socks are slippery. I you threw, pushed me I threw you to the ground. <laughs> you you were down and I and I held you there and you couldn't move. That's right. And you're weak now. Yeah. What can I say? Okay, back, back. On okay, yeah. so you started dancing when you were how old? I have no clue. Like young, pretty young. You started dancing, I think, when you were seven. Seven. I think you were about seven. We put you in a hip hop class first, and then we quickly realized that that's where a lot of people put their boys to try it out, and we knew that you had to have something a little more structured. I think. Yes. So then you went into competitive dancing. Stephanie took a chance on you and you, she... I did not know how, know how to dance in the beginning. I watched some videos. That's okay. You got to learn somewhere, right? She's like with anything. But what other sports were you doing at the time as well? Hockey. Yeah. So you were doing hockey. You were doing basketball actually too. Oh yeah, I was doing basketball with the... On Sunday afternoons. 
and you were running and you were playing soccer. Remember when Spencer told us he wanted to be a professional soccer player? Still on the cart. But he's never been on a team before? That's last week. Yeah. Throw me on the pitch, Todd. You'll see me. You'll see my true colors. Oh, okay. Goal. Oh, my goodness. Goal. You can't yell into that. Sorry, I didn't mean to. All right. So tell us a little bit about how you're feeling. So you go to university for dance. You were a competitive dancer from the time you were like seven to the time you were 17. Yeah. So for 10 years, you were a competitive dancer. Yes. So can you give us... Technically 18. I think technically (laughs) pre-competitive. So, um, it's a good one. Good one. So, yeah, until you were 18, really. It's just so, based on the hours of time that you dance. Yeah. Or wait, it's a whole thing. Variable. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with skill level. Yes. It's a whole thing in the dance world. It's not, it's like rep and like AE and stuff like that. Yeah. But so you danced from the time you were about seven till 18, so about 11 years. And what are some of the things that you noticed? Like, what do you, you said that you could talk about this subject for a long time. So give us, give us a few things that you want to discuss. Well, obviously dancing, especially like a male dancer specifically, it's not always like the easiest thing in a young person's life. Like growing up, right? Why? Because there's a certain stigmatism around dancing and especially male dancers, I guess I should say. There is this belief that any male dancer is non, I guess you'd say, athletic. There's always debates on sexuality. There's all these factors that come into what others think. When in reality, I'm a guy who, I'm a straight man who plays all sports. I dance as well. That doesn't affect anything else. It just actually enhances my ability to do things. For example, in hockey, I was always good on my feet. I was a good skater because um, I had good balance. I do ballet. I've done ballet. I've developed muscles in my body that hockey players have not. All these different things make me a better person. I'm, in my opinion, I care more about like little things that other guys might not care about. And I don't want to say like I would care more about someone like a female more. I don't really know how to word it, but since I'm always around females and like even at school and like in platonic situations, I just, it's helped me understand more. I guess, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is which is really nice. But coming back to the sexuality and stuff like that, people have always, well, not necessarily guys I grew up with, but people who wouldn't know me or if I were to go to like a different town where guys kind of know me but don't really know me, but they know I dance. They would throw you in that stereotype. Oh, they'd throw me in the stereotype. They'd make fun of me. Like they'd, well, not necessarily make fun of me. They'd just try and hurt me by calling me things that I'm not. They would kind of try and tear me down i guess but like homophobic names yeah so homophobic they're quite homophobic on occasion why do you think that is though well it has absolutely nothing to do with them why i think it's based on a male dancer who's straight dancing i have like more confidence being confident doing something i like doing and yeah. like showing the world that i like doing it and not being afraid to say yeah i'm gonna go to school for dance i'm gonna do all these things right and uh, it might be like they want to try something out. It's like their own self-confidence in self. So they're projecting their own fears. Yeah. either because they don't have the guts to try what they want to do. Yeah, I guess so. That could be one of the reasons. Another reason could be just the way they grew up, right? It could be, there's a lot of factors that play in. Like you grew up in a house where you could try anything you wanted. I could try anything I wanted. I was never judged and I was just accepted for who I wanted to be. Whereas another another kid who wanted to try dancing wasn't given the opportunity to do that. And it was... 
Because if you actually look at kids, like I'm, I'm a kindergarten teacher. I was a kindergarten teacher for years, an elementary school teacher in general. And if you look at a kid when they came in and no one and no one's told them that a guy can't dance, you will see little boys dancing like crazy when they're little, maybe more than little girls, to be honest. But what I believe and what Spencer, I think, believes is that in their home and on TV, they're taught that it's not normal. It's it's something that's crazy. It's it's like watching a dog walk on two feet. I don't know. Yeah, like it's just so uncommon. Even when we go to cops, when we go to a competition, you see very few guys dancing. Oh, I was Cooper and I were the only usually the only couple of like guy dancers that we're at competitions even now there's three men like three i guess men in my program me me included there's two in second year and third year i haven't really met anyone fourth year there's a couple but an entire program there's less than 10 i can count all of them on my fingers so why do you think that is like um you were making me teary at the beginning that's why i was quiet because i'm so proud of your courage oh no (laughs) well i think it's what i think of why why do you think that there's so few male dancers because people are scared well because guys are scared can i give an example sure well name anyone i won't name anyone but for example uh i went to a party when you were what like 17 16 you something yeah i was i was in my like upper years of high school went to a party didn't really know anybody there kind of went with kind of with my group of friends that i played hockey with and stuff like that i went to school with halfway through the night I don't know, someone said that I was a dancer and I was a good dancer. It was one of my buddies said that I was a good dancer, like trying to hype me up. For some reason, a group of girls twisted that and then literally followed me around for the rest of the night, calling me like gay and calling me homophobic slurs and stuff like that. And just really kind of tore my self-confidence down the entire time that I was there. Me being myself, knowing that I was a straight man, knew what my sexuality was. I couldn't imagine somebody in my position who not even if they were a dancer, just in general, if somebody who didn't know who they were truly, like who they truly were yet, was being followed around and being called names and stuff like that. That um, Especially so hard to be called gay yeah, as a teenage boy. It is very hard. Even myself, that knowing, like being confident in my own, my own skin, I had a really hard time with that. I came home and I, I literally walked in the door and I talked to my mom in the kitchen. We had a bunch of people downstairs and I just started to cry. It was probably... Because you were thinking about other people. Because I was thinking about... I wasn't thinking about myself at all in this situation. I was thinking about... Your uncle? My uncle Gav. I was thinking if somebody who, I don't know, was gay and they didn't want to tell the world and if they lived in a small town like ours where on occasion it's seen as to be not a good thing or as weakness or whatever if they're being followed around by a popular group of girls and then their boyfriends coming into that and them all ganging up on you and making it seem like it's a bad thing they're obviously not gonna come out come out and show who they actually are how could they ever they it would be pretty much impossible and it's not i remember that night so clearly because you came home and there were a bunch of kids here from emma's school in the basement and we were just in the kitchen and you were crying because you were so, first of all, it was so generally people. Generally, like all the guys I've played hockey with over my entire life never, never said or made me feel bad for anything. 
the only reason they get upset with hockey is if I couldn't, or with dance is if I had to go to dance instead of hockey instead of vice versa. Like, how admirable is that? That you that, played high-end hockey in town with a bunch of guys, and these guys did not... And you played with a bunch of different groups of guys, yeah. because one year you were a major, one year you were a minor. And so and, there were like 30 and, and different... And Mitchett, I was with guys. Yeah, so, than, yeah. Two years younger than me. I played with everybody, and nobody ever bad an eye. They just pretty much wanted me to play because I was, I guess I was a pretty physical guy. And, and like, <laughs> like maybe that's body. also, maybe that's also because you owned who you were yeah. and, you know, and then that night you went to that party and the people following you around calling you gay. Literally for like hours. I remember it was. Which you should have come home. Which I, I don't understand why you didn't do the password and I would have picked you up in a heartbeat. But it was like the girls. Yeah, it was. I've. Mostly in my experiences, like growing up, dancing and stuff like that, a majority of the time it is girls who are calling me or who have called me slurs and whatnot and is trying to get like, I don't I don't even know what they're trying to get out of it, but it's, it's weird, really. I don't really understand. Usually it's it's uh, like seen to be guys doing that and stuff like that, which totally there still are yes. people who are like that, but girls usually are not portray to do things like that but you hear about girls being nasty to girls right yeah socially and stuff like that but you don't necessarily hear them following following a guy guy around the the mob mentality right yeah but i think it's way more common than we think i think people are called i think this is something that's super common and a lot of parents don't think it is anymore so they don't talk to their kids about this even the word zesty or something like that calling somebody zesty or fruity or something along those lines, they might think, oh, it's just a word, right? But there's a meaning behind that. Everybody knows, at least where like we're from, everybody knows that that means, oh, you're gay. And I think, calling you gay. do you not think parents need to talk to their and, kids about yeah, this? Yeah, parents need to talk to their kids. It's just as bad as going up to someone and trying to make fun of them for their sexuality, something that's so minor like it doesn't matter and like the grand scheme of things being at york university i'm around like a bunch of people right it's one of the biggest universities in canada like population wise and stuff like that and uh there's a lot of diversity a lot of different sexualities everyone's being themselves i like literally everybody's being themselves and everyone's accepted for it you think anyway well i you feel what i have from my personal experiences so far yeah there hasn't been like anything bad like that and it's crazy to think that other people have to try to figure out what somebody's sexuality is like why is yeah. who cares? who cares like it doesn't make any sense so coming back to that night i remember you coming home and you this was like at least two years ago you were still pretty young i, I think you were allowed to go to parties at like 17 so you're almost 19 yeah well it was yeah. like so anyway you came home and your biggest the thing you were crying about I think you were shocked by how, because you had been stereotyped before, but I think- But not to this. To not to this extent. And I think what you were shocked about the most is that you were literally surrounded and harassed. I was fall, I wherever I'd go, this group would literally just walk behind me and follow me and just keep saying that. Like just trying to like tear me down, I guess. I don't- For sure. There's no, I didn't even know these people. That's the thing. And then they got the guys involved. Yeah. And then the guys got involved. And your friends, it's hard to have a voice because as a bunch of guys. Especially because none of these people were my friends. They were like the guys, like my close friends who I went to high school with. These people knew them, not me. Yeah. So I think what was so, um, 
what made me realize how deeply you feel and what a great person you are, Spencer, is that when you got home, sorry. You were thinking about others in that situation who didn't have a voice as strong as yours, who didn't have a support system like yours, who weren't accepted for who they are. So you were worried about the people? You were so worried. You being empathetic to people. You were so, you just kept thinking about the people that this is happening to and then the people that were listening to them say this to you that might want to come out someday and how hard it would just be. everybody in general who experienced that even not me necessarily i could i do not i'd rather it happen to me than somebody who actually needs who actually is trying to come out or something and feels like they can i'd rather it happen to me 10 times out of 10 like at school is kind of a side note we talk a lot about mental health and uh like at university yeah like there's a lot of talk about mental health especially being a dance with like st- so spencer goes to school if you've missed any of the other podcasts he and please listen to the one two yeah number 19 um so spence goes to school for dance yes yeah, so dance there's a lot of people that struggle with body image and like mental health and oh i want to make i want to be on this dance team or whatever like just things like that and we talk a lot about mental health and how it can affect somebody and if somebody this has nothing to do with dance, but if somebody who is trying to come out and they constantly hear, oh, it's bad thing, it's bad thing, yada, yada, all the all these things, right? They're not going to come out and it's going to make them get this thought in their head that it's a bad thing. That'll obviously tear someone down if they think if whatever you want to be or whatever you're doing is a bad thing, it's going to tear you down physically and mentally and in every like way, shape and form. If you're, if you think you're doing something bad, or if you think who you are is a bad thing, that is not healthy. No. So when you hear that, that affects your mental health too, not only. So can you imagine if like parents, because a lot of parents, a lot of adults, I've talked to adults about this. A lot of adults don't think this is happening. A lot of parents are blind to their kids. They think their kids are perfect. Not all saying these things, these not things. saying these things. They think they're like always correct they think that they're always trying their best to be like supportive and including and and all these things but in reality no parent actually knows they're not at school with the kid they're not going to parties with the kid they don't as much as a parent has control over what a kid does they don't have any control over the how the kid feels or what they say or or how they're 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 trying to fit in and all these things but so i think we as parents we just have to and i know that that people have different opinions on this subject for sure we if you follow us on instagram you know exactly how we feel about this subject i just think that people have to cannot be blind to what's actually happening still to this day and not only does it happen to like guys who dance it happens to a lot of guys people who like the arts people who dress differently people who have different body types anything so i think we just as parents i think what you're probably getting at spence is as parents just try really hard to educate educate your your kids and even if you maybe don't fully Maybe try to educate yourself as well. Maybe educating yourself is what educates your kids because you're their role model in what you do. Your kids will follow. Yeah, obviously. which is true. And so I'm not a parent. I'm just a no, kid, but I that's think what I feel. That's you're not how. just a kid, though. Remember, you have a huge voice. Yeah, and we're noticing it's, that it's the just the kids who have to speak up. Yeah, they, and we're noticing yeah, that. I've said it before: doing the right thing was the hard thing. You, if you see your friends doing that, you've got to stop them. Shut it down. You've got to shut it down. Because yep. it'll just perpetuate itself if it doesn't, if it keeps going on and on. It's yep. the people in the situations at the time that have to do the right thing. Can't be a bystander. 
and you can't be a it's it's again this is the whole thing of peer pressure right people know what's right and wrong morally i believe that you know what's right you know what's wrong you just gotta make the right choice you gotta be able to tell your friend hey don't be an idiot or don't say that or what does it matter and if they're truly your friend or you anybody should, you shouldn't have a problem with with saying that to them and if they don't accept it if they don't if they don't do that then then move on you know like so Spence, do you feel like, why do you think that there's so few male dancers? Why do you, why do you think that that, like in your heart, why do you feel like that that's the case? I truly feel that people or guys, sorry, male dancers who want to dance or any male who wants to dance and express themselves in that way or, or try it or anything are just too nervous of what other people will call them, I think. And even maybe their dads. Yeah, especially their dads. Yeah. Luckily, I have... This beauty right beside me. An annual daddy dancer. <laughs> Always uh, cheering me on, no matter what I do. You know, it's funny. Like, I, I coached hockey. You've been hockey yeah. for years. Well, 13 years, right? And I watched you form all these times. And uh, it's mind-blowing that I would go to every one of your hockey games. Yeah. But I would also, I would also, so go, proud I would also go to all of your dance competitions. And even still, it surprises me that there are fathers that are not going to dance competitions. I don't know what it is. You know, again, maybe it's their life. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they're without their kids. But I don't know why dads aren't there as much. It just seems. And for myself personally, I got more joy watching you be yourself dancing because I know it's genuine to you. It's, you know, it's not saying ge- thing. hockey isn't genuine. It's I'm not just- saying hockey's not genuine. No, but I derived more more joy from it. Maybe I wasn't as worried, you know. Maybe because Spencer was way too aggressive on the ice. Uh, well, I know that you enjoy that. That scared me a lot. But I don't know what it is, but I just, it filled me with more contentment, more pleasure, not prouder to see you on stage, I guess. I don't know. You're a great performer and seeing you there, it just, it's- I think maybe also just seeing him as an, like for me, seeing him as an 18 year old guy doing something that makes him happy and not- Quitting when it got harder and when you felt like you were more judged. And also our dance teacher, huge deal that she allowed Spencer. I know that this was hard and I know that this was not an easy thing, but allowing Spencer to run out to a hockey practice so that he could do both because it's hard not to be a hockey player in Penetang. It's hard. It's a hard thing. So allowing him to do both was a really big deal for our family and for Spencer. So a shout out to Stephanie and Sarah for allowing that and for being okay with that because we know it was not easy and we know you were supporting him because he loved both. And another shout out, I just, I really hope some of the parents from the hockey teams are listening right now. And all those boys that Spencer played hockey with all these years being supportive of his dance it's a really big deal and whatever you did with your kids you did something right because they didn't make fun of him and they didn't make him feel inferior and they didn't make him feel less than and that stems from you as well and i can remember somebody like Lori cheering on the dance Lori ingram cheering on that crazy aggressive spencer on the ice but also cheering on the dance and that's a huge deal mitchell doing the same to me and Mitchell Always. doing, and right, and so I think that those are things that stick with me and those are things that will stick with Spencer. So give yourselves on the pat on the back to the parents who did not say anything about Spencer dancing and also to those guys, those guys on his teams all these years. Thank you. I doubt 
Mitchell probably even remembers this or knows that he really did this because it was so like second nature probably. Every time I'd walk in the change room, he knew I was at dance from what I was wearing because I'm, I'm walking in in all black with shorts and the t-shirt on even in the winter. First thing he'd say every single time, he'd move his bag over, let me sit beside him because there's obviously no room in the change room. He said, how is dance? Every single time. Every single, what was it, Wednesday or something like that? Monday night. Every single Monday Somehow night. I'd always have dance and and they'd let the you leave night. early. They let me leave early, and I'd walk into the change room and Mitchell with literally. T- and so your coaches were also oh, awesome. all the guys were already fully dressed, and my coaches would be like, "Yeah, get your stuff on. You're good. You're good. You're good." Helping me go, and I. How just, amazing is that for your coaches yeah. too? Like, thank both, you to the coaches. Both sides, and I'd remember. I just all I always remember Mitchell always asking me every single time, "How's dance? How's dance? How's dance?" Every week, make me feel good. They would even realized he did it. Well, that's just it. You can never underestimate a kind act, right? This is a couple of years ago, whatever, you know? Yeah. And for anybody, a simple kind act, a simple smile, it, it can change the course of someone's life. You got to think of that, you know? like. And right now, like, you have to remember your teenagers are trying to fit in. So they sometimes think being unkind is fitting in. Talk to them when you're having dinner, when you're driving in the car, when you're going for a walk, talk to them and remind them what it feels like to be kind to somebody. Remind them what it feels like not to call somebody a name. Remind them that when they're saying something about somebody else and that other kid's standing there, everyone's listening. Everyone is experiencing this. So Spence, I'm just so proud of you for being you and for following. Is dance your dream? No, it's not. Like, I don't know what dance is to you. It's not my dream. It's my passion. It's your passion. I like doing it. It brings me joy. Yeah. So just... Thanks for following your passion. Your passion's also hockey. You're following that as an intramural sport. Would you have liked to have been an NHL player? Absolutely. You like sports. And dance is a sport to you and to our family. And it does so many things. It helps with self-esteem. It helps with being able to be in front of people. It helps with movement. It helps with health. So many things. And a lot of people don't think it's a sport. It's a true sport. It is. Trust me, the stuff I'm doing with uh, my, 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 my professor right now, I guess, was doing it there. It is a workout. Totally. Especially the stuff I was doing. Like, and was it hard to decide to go to dance for university because of these stereotypes? Or was that something that was a little bit scary or no? Well, for me, since I've mostly have always been accepted for it, I wasn't thinking anything was going to okay. come out of it. But yeah. obviously there's that little part of my brand that says like, am I going to be accepted there? Is it going to be normal? Because I know many girls in other studios, even just going to competitions, not even having a guy there. And if there was... Uh, there wasn't many straight guys. Yeah. So it was obviously going to be a change for. So imagine as well if um, more young straight men were allies. Imagine what would happen. It would change everything. It would change everything. I think that's another conversation because I I have admired you for a lot of years for how you treat people. And I'm sure that you don't always treat people perfectly. So if you're a kid listening to this, I'm sure Spencer hasn't always been perfect. Neither have I or any of us. Nobody is. But um, imagine if there were more straight male allies. Can you just imagine? It would be amazing. Yes. So teach your kid to be an ally because it could change everything for another kid. All right. Thanks, Spence. Thank you. Thank you. We better go. I I got a a light on the ceiling. I got to fix I'll probably just screw it up. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> okay, everyone. So, you know, if you're going through anything and you're experiencing things that are hard as a parent or you need someone to talk to, Todd and I are here. We 
we do actually talk to lots of parents and try to help. You know, we have 50 years of teaching experience between the two of us, and we have 21 years of parenting for kids, and then also all the years that we worked with kids before that. So we, um, and I actually have a degree in sociology of the family. So if you need help or you need anything, we are not experts, but we have a lot of experience and we're here and we're just trying to do the best we can one day at a time with our family and with the kids that we're surrounded with. So thanks so much for listening. This one was a little bit heavier than we're used to, but uh, thanks for listening and thanks for being here and we hope that you have a good week thanks spence like you your summer days will always stay with